Hi, this is Janet Lansbury. Welcome to Unruffled. In this episode, I'm going to be discussing a parent's question about their child's aggressive behavior. Before I begin, I want to remind everybody that both of my books are available on audio at audible.com. That's No Bad Kids, Toddler Discipline Without Shame, and Elevating Child Care, A Guide to Respectful Parenting. They're also available in paperback at Amazon and an ebook at Barnes and Noble, Apple.com, and Amazon.com. So here's the brief note that I received on Facebook from Anna. She actually included a photo and said, My daughter, far right, has become a hitter and shover. Help. So first of all, I would be interested as a parent in understanding why my child was doing this. There's always a reason. Uh, we may not figure the reason out right away. It may take us, you know, weeks or, of noticing this behavior before we really understand it. But in the meantime, um, our child needs our help in this situation. So if we see that kind of behavior happening or we sense that, our child looks like they're in that mood, in that place where it could be about to happen, we would walk over, ideally not with emotion, not with panic, just striding over there and letting our child know that we've got her back, that we're there to put our hand between, to stop, to help her contain her behavior. Our child is losing control for some reason. And that's what we want to figure out. But in the meantime, the way to help is to just help her when she's going out of bounds, you know, to stop her, to be there, not to over respond because that's only going to create more discomfort in our child. And therefore there'll be more of this kind of behavior that is, is really a child acting out their discomfort, demonstrating it. The impulse overwhelms them and they lose control. And, you know, it could look, it could look very um, conscious almost that the child seems to know that she's doing this. And, you know, again, as I've said a lot, I think your child may well be knowing in that moment I'm doing this, but what they don't understand is why they're doing it. And it's not a sign that they're bad children or that they're, you know, on their way to deviant behavior and being aggressive and being violent and being a bully. It's none of those things. It's, it's a little tiny person that is getting overwhelmed. So some of the common reasons that this happens are a child is tired. They've had enough. Maybe we kind of misjudged, you know, how long we stayed at the party or that we maybe shouldn't have brought them on a play date when uh, it was late afternoon or they hadn't slept well that day or hadn't been sleeping well. And children will show us this, especially this age. This child looked, I would say, between two and three in this photo. I'm not sure. But, you know, they can't always know that they're tired. And so, and they can't really, they don't even consciously realize how tired they are to be able to say, I'm tired. You know, that would be amazing if a child did that. They occasionally do when they're at home and they say, I want to have a nap. But when they're out in these situations... They're not thinking forward enough to say, you know, I'm tired. We should go home and, and I should have a nap. They're just going to lose control. That could mean hitting and shoving. 
So we come over there. We're close. We're the buddy guard next to our child, making sure the other children are safe. We're not yelling at our child or blaming our child or scolding them, but we're just there to say, wow, you, you want to push and that's not safe. I'm going to stop you. And our hand is there. So while we're saying that we are physically intervening in a calm, confident manner, ideally showing our child that, you know, we don't, uh, we're not angry at them for something that's beyond their control. So tiredness is a common reason for this. Um, you know, maybe they're hungry. That could be another reason. Another reason is, you know, I just, I'm uncomfortable in what's going on in my dynamic with my parents. They seem angry at me or they, they, they don't like <laughs> things about me right now. And they're, you know, they, the child feels judged. The child feels all these things that feel like distance and disconnection from the people that they really need to be unconditionally on their side, on their team. That's a frightening feeling for a child, that there's distance and their parent is not pleased with them. They need to feel that that is a given and not have to worry about it. And when they do, it's going to show up in all kinds of uncomfortable behavior because they can't help themselves. They're in pain and they are uncomfortable. Another reason for this behavior can be big transitions going on, you know, feelings of fear and loss around a new sibling, moving houses, you know, other transitions. Maybe the parent, uh, parent is away and then they come back and the child still has some residual feelings of stress that they couldn't express with the other person they were with. You know, this often happens when kids go to school or they're in the care of somebody else at home. Maybe they're fine when they're with that person and then the parent comes back and now there's this kind of behavior that is the stress of I was holding everything together to be in these places or to be with these other people and now I'm sharing it with somebody that I know is on my team and can help me or I hope is on my team and, and can help me. Now, one small thing I just want to say is that I can, I can understand how frightening this is when our children are doing these things or how disconcerting it is when we see these kinds of behaviors in our child, but it's not going to help to even think in terms of my child has become a hitter and shover. That is a, you know, big label. You know, we're talking about like our child is turned into something else instead of that our child is passing through a phase where they're, hmm, they're having difficulties with this coming from that place in ourselves of basic trust in our child as a good person and then being open and curious what's going on here why is this happening not dun dun dun, dun my child just turned into a monster and you know it's over and even that attitude is it's it's going to make it very hard for us to respond in a positive way in a helpful way it's going to be very hard for us to be open and curious to uncover what's going on and why this is happening. Uh, it's putting big blocks up of parental fear, which again, I do understand, but it's, it's going to get in the way and, and it's going to make matters worse and it's going to cause you know a fearful response and an angry response on the parent's part. So it's 
Like I said, it's a small thing, but in a way it isn't a small thing. It's really, really important that we perceive our child in the best possible light as somebody struggling in that moment, as somebody needing our help, not our judgment and our anger, and that we really prioritize that, you know, we're there for our child. If not us, who? I mean, everybody needs somebody that is always in their corner, and that's what we need to be for our children. So I would encourage this parent to, or any parent going through this, and I, you know, my kids have done these kinds of things when they're little, they, you know, children pass through these phases and that's how they handle them. And they just need us to help and stop and help them to express the feelings another way or take care of the need if that's what's going on, if it's, you know, sleep, something like that. So if these are feelings around a transition, I would be very honest and open about the negatives in that transition, about how hard it is for children when they go through these things and how we're excited about going to a beautiful new house, but all these things that you've known are are changing and, and ah, that must be really hard. It's normal for children in this situation to feel scared and, and sad and all of those things. And, you know, I do understand that. So giving children those kinds of messages but understanding that children are not going to be able to express the actual feelings in an analytical manner or a, you know, a verbal manner. It's unlikely, you know, the older the child, the more likely this is, but for a two or three-year-old or one-year-old, it's going to get expressed through hitting and shoving (laughs) or other behaviors that are resistant to our requests, you know, where they're resisting cooperation or where they're just out and out being defiant, or, you know, these other kinds of uh, limit-pushing behaviors. So if we can respond in a calm, I'm on your team, and I'm just here to stop you when you get out of control manner, this phase will pass. And in the meantime, we're going to be exploring ourselves, trying to figure out why is this showing up for my child? Why is this happening? But again, the first step is going to be making sure that we are not contributing to it through our responses, that we're not fueling the behavior through our own emotional responses. Once we've taken care of that, then we have a chance of really understanding what's going on and helping our child further so that they can actually stop this behavior. But it starts with us because we're very powerful. And if, if we can't come in in a non-judgmental, I'm on my child's side manner, then we're going to create more discomfort for our child and more fear and more pain and separation. So the most important thing always is ourselves, how we're responding, how we're perceiving the behavior, the messages that we're giving our child through our responses. Are we going to be perfect? No. Sometimes we're going to be shocked that our child's doing something and we're going to, you know, fly in there and be angry maybe. That's okay. But if we can learn from that and practice a different way that actually will help, we'll ease these issues and we'll only become closer to our child. There'll be more trust developing in the relationship. And we will start to see that, wow, you know, this is my child is a good person. They're just dealing with some stuff right now. So I hope this perspective helps and. You know, I can't really say enough how 
common these kinds of behaviors are for young children and how it's not alarming and really very, very typical. You know, they're very tiny bodies and the feelings just can seem to explode out of them. So thanks so much for listening. And again, there's definitely more about this kind of question in my book, No Bad Kids, Toddler Discipline Without Shame, which is again available on amazon.com and in audible at audible.com. Thanks so much. We can do this.